This is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Hold on to me when it's too dark to see you When I am sure I have reached the end Hold on to me when I forget I need you When I let go, hold me Apostle David A. Burgess was born and raised in St. Petersburg, Florida. In 1998, at the age of 28, he joined the Lighthouse Ministries Discipleship Program in Riverview, Florida. After rigorous teaching for two years, he was called to a leadership role at Lighthouse Revival Center and served as elder, associate pastor, and executive administrator for 12 years, later forming the Alumni Center of the Ring a tradition that is still in place today. He also started a school for Propheric at Lighthouse Revival Center in 2012. Returning to South St. Petersburg, founding the Lighthouse Word of Faith Christian Center and serves as apostle and senior pastor. Partnering with community organizations and established the largest food bank in Petersburg, Florida. Apostle David's passion is teaching kingdom principles. He has a Master of Ministry and started an affiliate campus of FTSCC in St. Petersburg, where he became a professor in 2021. Lastly, he is a published author of the book, Firm Foundation. David Burgess is an incredible man. He works for God in everything he does. I'm so glad to have you today. I I really, I'm impressed by people who are like-minded and work for God. So you personify what it means to be a servant too. I'm impressed by that. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. China, I'd like to thank you for having me today. And uh, it's a pleasure being here on your show with you today. I have a lot of questions for you. When we were talking before the show started, I was saying that I like to go after what I want. And it seems like you're the same way. You go after what you want. You make it better and, and, and you, you try to do your best job. Do you believe that that is your gift that God has given you? Yes, I believe that one of uh, the things that God has given me is a drive. I have tenacity and I have been called that I'm a very animated person. Uh, so I have that drive. But on top of that drive, it's connected to servanthood. I love servitude and I love serving and I like getting involved. Uh, That is my natural gift is to get in there and um, help. But I'm the type that I'm the, when I help, I lock in. I mean, Mm -hmm. I lock in. I mean, from the beginning to the end, I'm the first one there and the last one to leave. I'm there till the job is complete. So I believe that truly is a gift from God. Yeah. He knows who to give what, doesn't he? Amen. Yes, does. yes amen. <laughs> you do a lot of stuff. I- I'm just going to get right into it because I don't even know if we'll have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> what was your childhood like? Explain that to me, because that gives uh, people um, an idea of how you became the man you became from your childhood, right? Yes, yes. My childhood was, you know, a pretty much uh, a normal childhood. I could say that 
if I could compare it to most folks, it was a pretty good childhood. Uh, but I did grow up in a single uh, parent home. My mom raised raised us as four of us. Um, I have two older sisters and a younger brother. Uh, so we were we were raised by my mom. But I think my mom did a great job raising us. You know, and as as an adult now, I know that you know the struggles that she went through and and how she did it. And it was like I'm I'm really in shock and awe that what my mom did. But I had a pretty good childhood. But like once you grow up and you learn that wow, people had more. And I never yeah. knew, you know. Right. You didn't know you was poor, right? Oh, you know, because my mom, you know, just kind of she just nursed us in such that way. I didn't know we were missing this or that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Amen. There were seven of us, but my older sisters and brothers were kind of out of the house and it was just me and my one sister and my sister's three years older than me. But yeah, we didn't we didn't know we were poor. You know, when I'm when I was at uh, Pathmark grocery store and I'm begging for the sneakers in the box, I thought that was <laughs> I, I thought that was the best thing in the world, you know. <laughs> right. And you know, I didn't know I was poor till I went over to my Caucasian friend house right. in, in middle school. Yeah. Uh, Brad and Brad had all this stuff. <laughs> I'm like Oh my God! <laughs> but I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It it didn't hurt you, right? No. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like it hurt you. No, I mean it built character. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, um, it really built such built such a character in me. I, I can remember as a child that you know that I would go and I would cut yards and I would sell. Um, sell fruit. We have avocados here that grow. I would sell avocados and mangoes downtown. You know, it, it put that hustle in me, you know, yeah. and I still have that same hustle today. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of labeled as a go-getter and I, and I'm a go-getter for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. I mean, my husband told me he used to, I guess he lived, his grandparents were near a golf course and he would gather up all the balls that would go in the yard and he'd sell them back to the <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm like, that don't even sound right. Yes, but it taught us something, you know. It's it's a lesson in that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the millennials need to teach their children that more. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I I, you know, teach my sons, they they earn what they what they get. So they have to they have to get it. And there's certain things that I'm gonna do as a parent to take care of them. But it's it's another thing I had to teach them the lessons of uh life that you have to uh, be able to to have that that backbone and resilience in you you know try to teach them that you know i could cut the grass but i i have my sons to cut the grass because it's going to teach teach them something exactly exactly my daughter she picks up the poop in the yard and it's like you know i have her doing it for point a to point b she'll pick up the poop she'll put it in the bag and she'll put it in the garage and then she'll put it in the garbage when it's garbage night my husband's like, well, I could just put it in the garbage. I'm like, no, she so has to finish that whole cycle. It's a, it's a lesson in it. The lesson in it. Yeah. Because you, you, you when you start something, you finish it. That's yeah, number right. one. Number yeah, two, yeah. this is your responsibility, regardless of what it entails. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So like you said, it, it's, it's definitely all a lesson. How was it growing up? in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Is that where you, that's where you grew up, right? Yep, I grew up born and raised in St. Petersburg, Florida. You know, it's, it's a beautiful place, you know, uh, to live. We're surrounded by waters. You know, we would go out, go crabbing and 
stuff as kids, you know, swimming out at the pier, St. Petersburg Pier. Uh, you know, it was, you know, doing a lot of fun stuff. It was fun growing up in St. Pete. But then around 1988, things really changed, you know. Really? Uh, How so? Uh, that's when, you know, the, the drugs hit the community very, very hard and around 88, uh, things really took a turn, you know, and, uh, it, it was kind of at a, a worse time for me because I think about maybe five years prior to that, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and went through a whole, you know, big time with that. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and you know, she, she, she lived for a long time, you know, but it's just like, it was a whole for and for my life, things start turning. Yeah. Uh, for the worse, and oh. uh, and I was a young man. How old were you? I was going to ask when your mom. Uh, it asked. started with my mom. I was had to be about fourteen years old. I could remember my mom sitting out in the backyard, and she never done that. She was in a a lawn chair and just sitting there, just like in a daze, you know, or spending time with God. Uh, but she was just sitting there. She had never done that. And and from that time, things had started changing. Then um, 88 came and, you know, things started changing in St. Pete. Then I found myself as a young man, uh, you know, my mom, you know, you know, she began to decline. The house declined and everything started declining. Yeah. And, uh, so my school life declined. So that that affected all of uh, all of us. Every aspect. Yeah. Ever aspect. So, you know, from that point, you know, I was a young man searching for a way out. How how do I make it? How do I navigate through this? So, you know, um, that's when things changed for me living in St. Pete. And uh, um, I I went down the wrong path. I I ended up running the streets in South St. Petersburg at the age of 16, uh, all the way to the age of about maybe 21, 22. uh, I ran to St. Pete. You know, um, doing all the things I was big and bad enough to do, and but but the whole time I knew it was more to me than that. I was searching, and, right. and I was crying out to God, and I was like, I know this is not my lot in life. And lo and behold, things started changing um, after a long time of that crying out. But lo and behold, God showed up. But yeah, Saint yeah. Pete is you no. Know, <laughs> Yeah. It, it got rough. It got rough around 14 years old, all the way till I was about maybe 25. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I myself had to grow up quickly and, and went through some hard times. But tell me this. Now, think uh, deep in your heart. Do you believe that that's our cross to bear? Those hard times, those trials and tribulation. I mean, Jesus had to had to bear a cross. You know, do you think we have to as well sometimes, some of us, for whatever reason? Because, you know, there's a plan, right? So I think in God's greater plan, you know, uh, none of it goes to waste and nothing goes to waste in God's economy. You know, um, and even though like the the scripture says that what the enemy meant for evil, God meant it for our good. So we'll go through some troubled times. The enemy meant it. We gather that is in God's perspective and he begins to change it for the good. Like because I went through that, I had a food pantry because of those times. I remember Thanksgiving was coming around. It was especially that last round when I was in the streets. It was nothing for Thanksgiving. And I was staying at this house and I went to a food pantry. And I remember they gave me them canned goods. You know, that that, that's it was like Thanksgiving, but it was only those few cans and 
and, and, and a little box of stuffing. That and meant you were grateful I, for it. Yeah, I was grateful. But I believe our cross to bear is, um, you know, to, to love the unlovable. That's the cross we're supposed to bear. That's our cross. But those sufferings and things that we go through, I believe that God allow it. Right. Because it's going to build character. It's going to force character in you. And then he's going to get glory out of that story. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, I tell people this and I think they kind of look at me like I'm crazy and they probably don't believe it. God has picked every guess I've had. Amen. I, I'm not even kidding you. I believe when, that. Cause I never saw you. I never saw you um, before LinkedIn until whatever. I don't know how, but we bumped into each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the divine appointment. <laughs> exactly, and it's like God wants you to tell your story because there's somebody up there that might be going through the same exact thing, and they don't have any answers and they don't have any hope. But right now, you just brought them some. You just Amen. brought them some because the man I see before me is not a bum on the street. That's right. That's right. And so, I tell you, woo, yes, and, and, and all glory be to God. And I tell you, and it was yeah. bad, and I cried out, and woo, up, let me, let me, uh, oof. Yeah. It's, there's something to help somebody. It yeah. was so bad. I was pretty much homeless. Yeah. Well, no, no, I'm pretty Same much Same here. I was pretty much homeless. homeless Same, so, same here. Say homeless. I, I, I was incarcerated. Okay. I never uh, been incarcerated. Thank God. Uh, yeah, you don't want to do that. That's one place you know. You, you, I don't wish on anybody. Been there, but God showed up in my life. What it was? Nineteen ninety-eight. Nineteen ninety-eight was the year, and that's when I went to the discipleship program, and it changed my life. You know, it was so bad. I was one of those people that was on the street would ask a person for fifty cent. <laughs> And I would ask another person for 50 cent so that I can get a quarter beer. Wow. But God came and changed my life. And I hope that helps somebody today. That's why I share that. You know, and, I, and I'm real mindful when I share parts of my testimony that it can be a life raft to somebody right. to pull them out. Right. And Not I don't to be mean a to fast track the record here. Or I don't mean to fast track things here, but uh, I'm just going to say this in the same vein that I was that same person that was homeless, begging for 50 cent, incarcerated. Now I'm a best-selling author, an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, uh, listen, glory to God. A business owner. I own a magazine called Testify Publishing. Look, glory to God. God restored my family. God Woo! is good God. I'm here to tell you that if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and accept him into your heart, and you allow God to move your life, he'll do it. He didn't he'll say it. Uh, he, would, he would do it all. He would just see you through. Amen? Amen. See you through it. But you got to honor him. You got to honor him. And, and honor him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that was deep. No. I, listen, like I said, I do this show so that somebody can learn. Somebody can hear it. Somebody can see that it's possible Amen. That no matter what they're going through, that's right. If they reach their hand out to God, He'll grab it. Amen. That's for real. That's for real. How did you come to know God? Well, I, you know, my mom sent us to church, you know, on the Sunday school bus, you know, and we were introduced, and 
and all of that. And that was fine and dandy. That, that was real good. But as a young man, I, I, I would feel something on the inside of me. I, I felt like this, like, like it was like a something was calling me. It was like yeah. they called it a call. I, I felt that calling, and and I remember talking to people, and and and. Did you ignore it? Did you ignore it? No, a little bit, but I couldn't figure it out. You know, because there was no one that would tell you. You know, it was no. Because the people in the church were so unreachable at that time. You know, the, the deacon was off to the side. The pastor was off to the side. Yeah, the mother boys off to the side. You just showed up and you left. So you was left alone with this feeling on the inside. So that's how I felt. But right. I, back in 1992, I was, I, was, I was in this relationship dating this lady. And her brother invited me to church. And wow. we were hanging out at the party and I went, I went to that church and the next day, I think it was 1992. I went to that church. I told her, I said, I'm going to church and we were living for the Lord. And I went to that church and that preacher was preaching and I felt it. And I answered that altar call in 1992. I went around the next day, walking around with my Bible, feeling, feeling good and everything. But how long did that last? About maybe six months. But I had no discipleship. I was alone. I didn't know what to do with it. All my buddies was telling me, you know, you man, you don't need to do all that, man. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's just too much, man. We know you straight now, you know. You don't yeah. need to do all that. And I just gave up. They won through prep pressure. Right. I said, the well, maybe won. I am tripping. I said, maybe I am tripping, you know. The when. devil won. Yeah, he won. You was in the garden and, and the devil spoke to you. Mm-hmm. So it was in 1992. I knew it was something. And that, and in that time of 1992, I started crying out to God. And that's when we'll talk about the rest because I, I know you have no questions for me. Okay. Now, when you realized that there was a God, I mean, because you, you said you felt something, right? Yes. Okay. And you all of a sudden realized you had this epiphany, right? That, that there was a God and mm -hmm. he's talking to you. But you're not getting any answers of what you should do, correct? Right. right. What would you say to somebody now if they're having the same and experiencing the same situation? What would you say to them right now? Well, if you if you're feeling a nudging in in your heart and you feel like there's something special in your life that that God is calling you and you're having this epiphany moment, I encourage you to connect with a person, uh, you pray for God to give you a divine appointment because he's going to assign a person to you to begin to massage and nurture that calling that's on the inside of you and begin to speak to you. And we call it discipleship. They begin to disciple you into what that is that you're going to. And you can find it at a good Bible teaching church that does this, believe in discipleship, not just preaching where you go on Sunday morning and they all they're doing is preaching to you a sermon and you feel good. No, it got to be discipleship. That means that someone would come and begin to show you the way. That's right. what Jesus did. It was called Jesus disciples. He got with those young men and he began to show them the way. Yeah. That's what I yeah. encourage. Yeah. And and we need that because even like parents, you know, mm -hmm. if their kid wants to do this, they go, okay. You know, if the kid says that, they say, okay. Mm -hmm. No, they have to be taught. That's, that's right. Like, if you, if you need in God, you have to be taught what God is about. 
Because right. I see this all the time. Right. I had I love God with all mm. my heart. Still do. But I didn't know what that meant. Right. And that's why people, that's why you have to get in a curriculum-based church. Churches that, that's going to lay it out. Like, almost feel not, I ain't talking about Sunday school, like singing nursery rhyme. I'm talking about they're going to teach that word like a good Bible study. Like a Bible study-based church. And you have to do that because people have to be taught. And if they're not taught, they can't do any better unless they know better. And they say you have you have many teachers, but not many fathers. So you have to have somebody that can also father them and right. show them just like they care like a father. Yeah. Yeah. So pe people ask me, you know, well, who raised you? God did. I, mm -hmm. My hand to God. God raised yeah. me. Right. I mean, yeah. how I learned to do things was by what Jesus did. They're right. And, and, and it says that you need and, and, it's, and, and you could go so far. With, with God teaching you, because the Bible says you need no man to teach you because you have an you have an unction from the Holy One. So right. you don't really need no man to teach you, but you have an unction. But what you have as though mentors, they able to, to be guided. share their experiences and, and save you time. Right. right. You know, I'm, I'm a connected to Apostle Louis Captavila. He's been in the Lord and doing this uh, and as an apostle for a long time. He, by me being yoked up to him. It's going to save me a lot of time. A lot of time and, and trouble. And trouble. I don't have to make the same mistakes he made. Right, right. And and see, that's the thing. The reason why I had so many trials and tribulations were from the choices I made. Yeah. I didn't have anyone to say, hey, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Don't do this. Mm -hmm. This is not what God wants for you. I didn't have that. So I was left to make those, those choices and they weren't good it, ones. And right, and you love God. Love and, him with all my heart. And, always did. Right. And, and there's so many, and, and there's so many out there in the body of Christ today. They love God and and uh with all their heart, but they all alone. Right. And so now they now we've built and it's it is it's it's very rampant now. So many alone Christians. Yeah. Long yeah. and, and they're not doing it deliberately. On purpose, right. Right. They're they're just alone. Because no one really reached out to them and said, hey, let me let me show you a few things. Yeah. You know, I I got a title as an apostle. I don't that pop that title doesn't mean nothing. That title just gives me access to different area of people lives and different organizations so that I can serve people better. That's yeah. all that title does is help me serve people. Right. 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 And yeah. and I was just telling my daughter the other day, you got to be a servant. That's, That's right. what Jesus was. He was a servant. And if you don't know how to be a servant slash slave, mm -hmm. you can't work for God. Can't work for God because they call it a bond servant. Willing yeah. and obedient. Have a willing yeah. heart. Yeah, I'm I'm not offended by slave at all because mm -hmm. I'm doing that on earth. Every good deed and, and you know, it's <laughs> not for it's not for it's not to yeah, right. you know get up higher. All right. It's, it's because that's what God wants of us, right? Amen. That's right. Yeah. I, I believe that too. When did you realize you were a believer? When I realized that I was a believer, it, it goes back right at the time of, um, um, I think it was right around in that that period of 1992. And when I, you know, when I felt that nudging, I went to the church that day. I really knew because when people would say things that was contrary, I was like, you know, 
I really don't want no part of that, what they're talking. I'm a believer. I believe this. This is what I believe and this is what I stand on. You know, I understand that there are many different things out there, many doctrines, many teachings. But what's, what I knew I was a believer when I started seeing God manifest in my life. I tried a lot of different things. I tried the nightclub. I tried. Short of miracles, all, right? <laughs> come on. Yeah. He started showing me those miracles. All those other things I tried didn't show me any miracles. They didn't show yeah. me any signs and wonders. But do not be mistaken. The devil know how to do lying signs and wonders too. Oh, he does. But he it comes does. with sorrow. But this what God was doing. He was giving me blessings without sorrow. Yeah. For the first time in my life, I was getting blessings without any strings attached. Right. Amen. Amen. I think you also, in my opinion, have to read the Bible. Oh, yeah. Because you yeah. don't know. You know, it's it's like when you have a child, you don't know how to take care of them. You know, right. and you just do your best. You just wing it. But if you read some books on people who had children... Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, they gonna walk at two? Okay. That, that's good. They gonna stop pooping on themselves at two? Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're right, Tatum. And it, 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 that's very good. I'm so Be glad you said that. Because when you read the Bible, you now know what God sounds like. Yes. You say, oh, that sounds like God. People like, yeah, like, you know, someone can come and say China said something. And it's way off from anything you would ever say. They say, yeah, that don't that sound, don't like, sound China. like China. Mm -mm. But that's how the Bible is. When you read the Bible, you know what God sounds like. So when you hear his voice, you can say, oh, that sounds like God. But when it sounds different, you say, oh, that don't sound like God to me. I love that. Oh, that that's perfect. Because that is basically what the Bible is. You yeah. learn how God sounds. That's right. Oh, that sounds like God to me. Mm-hmm. Mm this is what he wants. Yes. Yeah. And this is what I must do. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what is the school of propheric all about? What is that all about? Uh, okay. The school of the school of prophetic is a school where we teach and train people how to operate in the prophetic realm. So, you know, you have a lot of people who begin Elaborate. to hear the book. Yes. So they'll begin to hear the voice of God. And they don't know what it is. The first time I was in a prophetic environment was that I was in the church and stuff started out here. Something that people would get ready to say. I said, I'm not going to say that. Then I would hear someone else say it. I'm like, man, I thought about that. Wow. How ironic was that? So that's when I was introduced to a prophetic environment. So what we do is we train the people how to utilize that how to do it in the congregation, how to do prophetic groups. So we get prophetic people. We get a group of five people and that those group of five people will prophesy to a person and we would teach them how to use their prophetic gift. And all you say, the Bible says desire that all may prophesy, desire that you may prophesy. Right. And heal. Mm -hmm. And that prophesying is not just to speak. The first part is to hear. Yes. How to hear God and speak. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we, we you know, I've, I've been doing it since I was a child. Um, mm -hmm. And and mine come in my dreams. Okay. So you have, so you have prophetic visions. Yeah. Right. Dreams. Okay. 
I my family just thought I was cuckoo. They they still <laughs> think I'm cuckoo, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. They, hey, they say it's foolishness to them. You know, spiritual yeah. things are foolishness to them. Yeah, but as I got older, I started telling people about the dreams. Mm. So that way, I had a witness, yeah. and that I wasn't crazy. Amen. You know, I had this dream. What happened? And I go tell somebody this happened in my dream, and then it would come true, and I'd be like. And I'd look at them and they'd look at me after I told them and they'd be like, oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. And it's uh, my youngest son one time, uh, for example. Um, and like I said, it's been happening ever since I was younger. It still happens to me today. Not as much. I, I, I guess my mind is too busy. You know, if, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Yes. Yes. But um, so it was probably about 20 years ago. When I told my son and I said, you know, we're going to have an accident of some kind and something's going to happen to your eye. There's going to be blood coming out of your eye because that's what I seen in the dream. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what kind of an accident it was. I didn't know where it was. I didn't know anything. All I knew is that something was going to happen. We were having we were going to have some sort of an accident and blood was going to be coming out of his right eye mm. that next day. We got into, and I told him about it. I said, be careful, because I don't know, maybe, maybe you hit your eye or something. I don't know. But um, I just couldn't, you know, I tried to think, you know, what was the dream about? Mm -hmm. And tried to get more detail, but I couldn't. So anyway, that next day, we got into a car accident. And I still don't know what happened. He still doesn't know what happened. He was about 13 years old, 14. I looked at him, and his eye was bleeding. After mm. the accident. Wow. So it was almost like God was trying to warn me, but the dream yes. was so incomplete. You know, right. I couldn't. But God has been saving me my whole entire life through dreams. Amen. So you so you have dreams. And and yeah. and, and, it, and it's a good thing. See, just like the school of prophetic, uh, people have those gifts, like in, in like you, you got that gift. And like immediately me. <laughs> I'm thinking about, man, how can I mature that for her? Yeah. Because that's that's part of my assignment. Yeah. I raise up ministers and help them navigate through their gift. Okay. And God has God given me that. I mean, I don't I don't know why I have the insight, but only by God. Yeah. And I, you know, and I'll straighten people and they'll walk in a greater anointing or a greater dimension of what they're doing. That's and wonderful. I, that's, That's what I'm called to do, uh, ultimately, wow. yeah. You yeah. Know. Now, uh, the question for me has always been, um, why, you know? Why, why do I see the future like that? You know, what? what is that purpose, you know? It's, but it's a, I know he saved me a lot of times mm -hmm. when I've seen things, you know? It prepared me a lot of times for things you know that were about for? to happen. You know huh? what it's for? It's for the body. It's for the body. He gives us these gifts. To quit the body, the body of Christ, that once one supply one another, so that gift can you be used for someone to help them out. So as a whole, that that gift cannot be hid under a bushel. It 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 has to go to the world. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. God you know, God trying to save people from devastation and yeah. and, and see on the backdrop 
of, of a warning, God can give you the authority to, to, to halt a situation when, when he gives you that warning. So, so you can give a warning. Warning is like, it ain't happened yet, but let's exercise this to where it doesn't happen. Right, right. And, and that's the bike end of your gift. God told me to tell you that. Really? Oh, yeah, thank you. You could prevent it. God said you have the, he give, he gave you the dream so you can warn and prevent to stop calamity and disaster. Glory to God. Yes, sir. Glory, glory to God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's something. That's I wish I was there because I'd love to, I'd love to know more about it. I I would love to cultivate it, you know. Yes. I mean it doesn't happen all the time. It's not like well, every day I have this dream and you know, no, it, it's it's random, you know. So you mm -hmm. never know. You mm -hmm. never know. Here's my next question. What is the lighthouse? A faith Christian center. What is that? L Lighthouse uh, Word of Faith Christian Center is uh, a ministry I started. It was a church, um, and, and, it's, and it's been through different phases. When I first started Lighthouse Word of Faith Christian Center, uh, we just would travel from here where I'm at now over in uh, Riverview, Florida. Uh, I would travel over to my hometown, St. Pete. God had laid it on my heart, and we would go once a month do uh, outreach as far as I might load up my back of my pickup truck and give out food and things like that and uh, witness and evangelize and do some street ministry. Then uh, we started, we went into a home. We did that in a home for about a uh, half a year. Uh, then God put us into a building. We was in that building for eight years. Um, I taught college. So uh, we did college there. We did the discipleship through college. Uh, we also did a school of prophetic there as well. And then we did one of the largest food banks in South St. Petersburg uh, yeah. uh, from that, from Lighthouse Word of Faith Christian Center. And right now uh, we in in the process of uh, opening up a new uh, location and it would be our headquarter location here in the Hillsboro area. So we're uh, right now in the uh, the making of doing that right now. So, wow. yeah, so, but Lighthouse Word of Faith Christian Center, we make disciples. We we disciple. Yeah. And there's not enough. There's not enough disciples, not enough. in my opinion. That's God right. bless you for that. I just want to reiterate about the dream thing. Um, okay. Here's here's this. When you said God told you, you know, um, to tell me that God reminded me of 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 something else. I have another gift. I can actually look at people and tell if they're sick, if they have cancer, or, you know, if they have, you know, some sort of health problem. And I remember one time I was working at um, a chiropractor's office because I was a licensed massage therapist working for a doctor. And a patient came in, and I do this all the time, but of course I don't know these people. They you know could just be passing. And, and, and I could say, oh my God, that person has cancer. Like I can tell mm -hmm. right away. And so the the guy came in to get a massage and to get adjusted. And I looked at him. And I was like, Ooh, oh, my God. And when he got on the table, I said to him, you know, because these dreams come and these premonitions come. And it's like, I don't want to I don't want the people to think I'm crazy or, you know. Right. So so I said to the guy because I had such a horrible feeling that this guy had cancer and he was very sick mm -hmm. and giving massages would only push it through his body more. Right. So 
I was going to ignore that feeling and premonition I had that he had cancer. I was going to ignore that. But God told me, don't do that. Mm-hmm. So I said to the man, please, I said, you need to get up and you need to get dressed. The doctor wants to see you. So when he got up, I left the room and I went to the doctor and I said to him, that guy has cancer. And he said, China, how do you know? And I said, I just do. He, he has cancer and I don't want to give him a massage because I think if I do that, I think that will push it through his body more and I'll make him worse. And I don't, I, I basically am refusing to massage him. And he said, you're kidding me. And I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm dead serious in everything I'm saying. I said to him. So the guy came out and the, the chiropractor took him in the office and he said, my massage therapist thinks you have cancer. Do you have cancer? And he said, yeah, he had just got diagnosed that day. Mm, my God. Yeah. And you know what that is? You're, That's you're, happened many times. And you know what that is? That's another side of the gift of, of those dreams that you have. Well, it, it kind of interlinks and I'm sure something else that interlinks with that. In the Bible, that's called words of wisdom and words of knowledge. So a word of knowledge is he got cancer. A word of wisdom telling you what to do. Don't massage him. Right. So you had a word of knowledge. So you move in the wor- uh, word of knowledge. So you're you're seeing with your eye, but you see deeper with your eyes. So it's not your eyes that you 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 that's that, that's detecting it. Right. It's it's. It's God speaking through a word of knowledge. Right. Okay. So a word of knowledge is say, mm, it's going to give you knowledge about a, a hidden situation. Right. Then the word of wisdom will tell you what to do. Yeah. Don't Not massage. massage him. Okay. So, yeah. and then, okay. All right. You ready for this? No. Now, <laughs> now with that. I want you to start exercising it. When people say I have a cold, pray for their cold. Because with with that comes the power gifts. Okay. That means the gifts of healing. Right. Because a lot of times our folk will get overwhelmed about what they see from the word of knowledge that they go, whoo. And it's like, okay, let me just step back. Step back. Mm-hmm. But no, don't step back. Step to it with healing. Say, Kimmy, let me pray for you in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And watch healing flows through your hand, because oh. see the anointing doesn't come just to show up. The anointing come to remove the burden and destroy the yoke. Okay. See, see the, the the anointing comes with a solution. So anytime the anointing oh. of words of knowledge and words of wisdom come, it comes to fix that thing. It comes to show you what to fix. And and guess what? It's available to fix it. He's not yeah. going to see God don't just show you a problem. And say, look, that's it. And leave it like that. No, 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 no. That's oh. not God. God show you the problem so it can be fixed. He right. bring it up to clean it up. Right. But I have to learn what God sounds like. That's right. <laughs> right. And you Amen. know, how, now you see how he he sent me you to uh, sent me to you to show exactly. you how to flow in that gift. Yeah. Yeah, he so did. Didn't know the next step. That's all. You just didn't know. You got the dreams. You can pray against those dreams. I I cancel that dream in the name of Jesus. I bind. I, I bind any it. and every uh, thing associated with disaster coming to such and such and such and such. You could do that prayer over that dream. Now, when you get a word of wisdom about somebody's sick or they they going through, they got a tumor, and and you see it, 
Say, um, okay. Now the next step is, because you didn't know. It's a prayer. Do you mind if I pray for you? Yeah. And just go ahead and you pray for him and watch that tumor disappear. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'm an, I, seriously. Yeah. I, I'm so, I told you this, this is why God picks the people that come on this show. Amen. Amen. And, I, and you start everywhere from a, from a, from someone having a sniffles to a cold. And, and I, I remember when I first prayed, when I, when I moved in the power gift, Someone slammed their hand in the door and I was going into a graduation and a young lady, she was going to see her brother graduate. That young lady slammed her hand in the door. That door was closed. Like that little between the metal and that door, that's that little fine line. You could barely get a, a, a clothes hanger through. Yeah, it was closed. That girl finger was in there. We opened it. She was crying. I said, give me your hand. I prayed for her hand. We took about three or four steps and she said, my hand is healed. I said, I know, baby, it was Jesus. Let's go. We got to go see your brother. Hello, everyone. Before we get back to the Inspirational Wow Show, I want to take a moment and talk about China Myers' best-selling, gripping, heartfelt book titled A Letter to God. You can find this true life story on Amazon. Now, back to the Wow Show. But I had started out, I knew she would be healed because I started out with the colds. I started out. When people say, oh, I'm going through this. I said, come on, let me pray. I started exercising that gift. That gift. Start right. exercising that gift. So what gift do you have other than what you said? Well, I, well. You have the gift I'm of healing. I'm very prophetic. So I, I hear God. So, um, so I have that prophetic unction, uh, a strong prophetic unction. And, um, and another thing is the power gift. I move in. I lay hands, you know, and, and I move in healing. That's one wow. of the, my strong sense. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Listen, God knows what he's doing because I am so glad you are here today. It's unbelievable. So, okay. You established a very large food bank in St. Petersburg. Tell me how you went about starting that. Open my church over in South St. Pete. I noticed that when I opened and I would be there early and I would do things around the church that people would come in and talk that, you know, that they were pretty needy, you know? Yeah. And so my bishop. You could tell they were in need of something. Yeah. They, they were hungry and they would ask for money, you know, because God put me in the thickets. I mean, I was in the hood when my church was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they would come and they would need. So I, so I would, my pastor uh, had a food pantry uh, at his church over here in Tampa. So I would get crates of those like milk crates of food. We had donations yeah. we would get from 7-Eleven and they would have the sandwiches and cups and stuff that came from 7-Eleven that were left over. I would bring yeah. about four or five crates of that and I started giving it out to my BMW. The backseat of my BMW was filled and God just started blessing me. I, I ended up moving it with my truck and I had a trailer uh, wow. I was bringing the food that God blessed me with a box truck. I started what? bringing food over. I started bringing food over like four or five pallets of food. Wow. Uh, and then I partnered with uh, the Florida Orchestra, which they did a, a thing called Pops in the Park. And okay. to get into the concert for free, they would have to bring canned goods. And I mean, these, this was big outdoor orchestra concert. I mean, people wow. all over and I would set out these barrels all through the park. People would fill them up 
and I would have about six Gaylords filled with canned goods. Wow. And I would take it back to the community and yeah. give it out every Wednesday, every Sunday. And then I would have special Saturdays that I would just give it out. And I mean, we're talking about meats, canned goods and everything. And that stemmed from when I was on the streets and going to a food pantry one day and uh, getting those couple cans, uh, macaroni, you know, I had a couple cans of green beans and a box yeah. of macaroni and a box of stuffing and, 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 and I never forgot that. And I know that if I did that, you know, it would bless people. Yeah. And, and God truly blessed that food bank. Oh my God. We went there, let's empty it out. So we stayed after church one Sunday. I said, church, let's just give out all this food. And we gave out everything. I got a phone call the next day. Yeah. Oh, Publix wanted me to come and get half of their store. Oh, my God. What? Yes. Oh. I mean, it was all good stuff. It was just like it's in the way. Well, listen. Yes. You know how Jesus grew the fish and the bread, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Wow. Uh, it was a joy. It was a joy. And, um, and Are I you never still doing that? Um, no, I'm not doing that now at, uh, because I'm not in that building. I left from over St. Pete about, it's been about three years now since I left from over there. So I'm ready to replant because I had, I was on a sabbatical for about two years because my pastor had passed away. My okay. dad passed away. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it was real rough. And then I went through an ordeal with my building. And uh, so during that time, you know, it was, I just said, let me, it's time to step back and just really uh, take a rest and, and hear God and, you know, and, and heal. Renewed, I right? heal. Yeah, I needed to heal from uh, those loss. Yeah, I could imagine. I'm mm -hmm. so sorry about your dad. Thank was you. he sick or? Yes, he was sick. And, um, and, but it was something that they found and then. They told him that, you know, you got a certain amount of time. So it, it kind of, then it just, like it was fine for a minute. Then it just, you know how when that decline hit, it hits fast. Yeah. So it was like, he found out like a year then, then about, yeah, it took about a year. So, cause he was fine for about a year then when yeah. he took a turn around the end of that year, it just hit. Yeah. You know, and prior to him dying, my, um, my mentor, my pastor had died, which, he the one really, you know, believed in me and trained me and teach, you know, uh, he really taught me a lot, you know, and then he, so he was he, like a father figure as well. Yeah. I lost, yeah. I lost my spiritual father and my biological in the same year, like a, like a seven month span. It was real. It was real. And I, I was doing good for a minute. Then one day it was yeah. just like, he just hit me like a ton of bricks. Boom. Yeah. 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 What would you say to somebody who's going through loss right now? How did you deal with it? How did you get through it? Well, you have to take time for yourself, you know, really take that time to yourself. I really did. I really stepped back and, you know, took the time to myself, reevaluated life, what's important. You know, I went ahead and cried. Uh, I, I didn't try to be strong, you know, at the time because I, I just had to be know that, hey, this is a vulnerable situation and, yeah. and just allow the process to go through. And but I knew that I couldn't stay there. So when I made up, you know, what God says, now you have, you cried enough. Mm -hmm. you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. He says, he says time. And I remember that's, that. That's that enough I, now. 
Yeah, he said, you can stop now. He said, it's time. And, and he's blessed me. And, oh, he brought me out in such a good way. And um, what made me a believer is that, you know, he shows up like he did. You know, he connected me with good people, even better people that I was connected to before. You know, I, I had a lot of people that I was helping, not that there was bad people. Right. But God put a lot of forward-minded thinking people around me this time. I'm around a lot of forward-minded people and but yeah, that's always just, the best thing. Mm-hmm, but yeah, if they're if they're gonna grieve, you gotta cry. You yeah. gotta, you know, you can't tough it out. You there's you nothing wrong to, with that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Right. I don't I don't think so with no. crying and you know, sometimes even I tell people it's it's nothing wrong with sometimes even being sad. You know, you right. might be yeah. sad about uh things that happened or right. you know, things how they went, you know, or or how they are at this moment, but you went through that, you know, those hard times in your life. It's not really about what you go through. It's how you get to the other side. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And it must it, come to the other side. Yeah. We got to come to the other side. And you said something so important, you know, even being sad because you have to be in, in touch in tune with your emotions. Oh, you definitely. Know? Especially coming from a faith. You know, I'm, I'm a faith man. I believe God. I, mm-hmm. I know he can. And I believe in his miracles. But you got to know. Hey, you're you're a man too. It's okay to be sad. Is you're gonna have some disappointments, you know. And I never had any disappointments in while I had got saved. When I got saved, I mean I was on the mountaintop. Yeah. But it was the first time that, you know, that I went through anything as a believer. Yeah. And I was like, man. It was shocking. It was shocking because now I understand why the prophet was under the juniper tree. One minute he had called fire down against the prophets of Baal, and the next minute he's under the juniper tree, right? Yeah. yeah. So how did it happen? We talked about it. Well, he he see why he did with it. Well, that was his human side. Right. You're right. just a man. I'm just a man. Just a man. And yeah. and sometimes we have to remember we're just we're just human beings, you know. Yeah. I tell my older daughter that. I'm just a human being. Right. So, so that makes me imperfect. I am. Not, That's right. You know, <laughs> right. But what's different for me. And I say this a lot. Um, I walk on a different path. I am not afraid to say I'm sorry. I, I'm not afraid to say I, I was wrong. You know, I'm, I'm not afraid to say those things. I have no problem. I if even if I do it 50 times a day, I, I don't have a problem doing it. You know, that's where we get into trouble. You know, like you said, we don't want to cry. You know, oh, I'm a man. You, you can't say you're sorry. It doesn't matter if it was their fault. Yeah, just you saying it. you're sorry isn't for them. Right. <laughs> just own it. Okay, I messed up. I own yeah. it. I'm sad. I own that, you know. Yeah. And, and, and for this moment, I'm going to go ahead and get through the sadness because this is the way I'm feeling and move on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we have to move on. That's what I mean about getting to the other side because God wants us to keep moving forward. Uh, I believe, and I say this a lot as well, that is the reason why our feet are facing forward. Amen. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) God would have put them backwards if that was the way they were supposed to go. Yes, hallelujah. And yes, thank God for that because we, you know, we need to go forward and yeah. and have that courage to go forward right. after a setback or a failure or a letdown. You have to continue to have, have the to. courage, be strong and courageous. 
to yes. go forward. You know, letting those things go that's in the past and go forward. Yeah. Amen. Do you feel like there's more of a need of shelters and, and food pantries and all that stuff? Yes, yes. It, it, this, it, yes, we do. But I would add a solution to that, a, a, a yeah. bigger uh, solution. Like when people, you know, it's all right to give a, people, a person a fish. Right. Teach them how to fish. Right. I believe that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, man. I, I think we have that. to tie some type of some type of resource or, or, yes. or something to that effect to help the person right. get out of their situation and right. stay right. out. Right. No, because just giving them the fish constantly is not really helping them. Right. Right. All right. So I'm going to feed you so you can sit down and listen. Right. There was something going around um, LinkedIn. I seen it in my feed when I was sharing, you know, you being on the show. And it was a barber. And he goes around and he cuts people's hair and he preaches to them. Amen. And he gives them an opportunity to get a job, to get clean, to go to counseling, all kinds of stuff. Yes. Yeah, I, I thought that, be a that's, pathway. That. that's what I would do. Right. It has to be a pathway to better. And yeah, yeah, give out the food. Yeah, yeah, give them the shelter. Don't just give them a place to sleep. Right. But give them a pathway to getting better and teaching them through curriculum or however. But that piece needs to be put together. I mean, I believe that. Definitely. And if and God opened the door to me to do it, I'm, I'm right here. Here I am, Lord, right here. I can do it. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah. So more and more people are needing food shelters. And, and you got to wonder. Because like we were talking about before the, the show started, I don't care. If I need money, I'm going to clean a toilet. That's okay? right. Uh, like I said, I went to school to be a CNA because I knew one day my mother might need my help. That's why I did it. Mm -hmm. But it was a job still, you know, right. I, I lived off of it. It wasn't like I had some, you know, mm -hmm. inheritance and, and I didn't really need it. And I was just doing it for the heck of it. No, I lived off that money. And I didn't care that that they said, well, just so you know, you're going to have to clean butts. Well, one, mm -hmm. like I said, I did it for a reason. And That's number right. two, it was a job. So what? That's right. Absolutely. We have people that, that don't want to do certain jobs because, oh, I'm not going to do that. Well, wait a minute. You would need of a job. That's right. You need a job. You could do, you have to do what you have to do until you could do better. Exactly. And I'm the type of person, there's, there's no shame in my game. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'll bag groceries, yeah. I'll canned goods on the shelf. Yeah. You know, I'll whatever it needs to, I'll rake a yard, more yard, Listen, whatever. But guess what? When I do it, I'm gonna make it look good. Oh yeah, you go, <laughs> you're gonna do it. So I know I'm the same way. It's like when I used to make the beds after I get the people, they say, well, "Where'd you learn to make those beds like?" That? <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's right. That's I, I right. know I got the creases in there. Everything. That's right. <laughs> do a holly unto the Lord. That's oh, right. Definitely. <laughs> so the thing is today. How do you get people out of that mentality where they don't want to work unless it's a glorious, sexy looking job? How do we get these kids out of that? How do we get, you know, these people that are in that mindset? How do how do we change them from that? Well, I think it's up to the parents, right? It's yeah, it's got to be taught. You know, you got to be, be taught because it's a lot of vanity in this world. Yeah. Today, you know, yeah. 
And it has to, you got to learn how to appreciate the small things. If they can't learn how to appreciate the small things that how can, how can they know that, oh, I don't have to have all of this, you know? I so know. that's why you just teach them from the, from the bottom. Hey, if you want this, you have to earn the money to get this. If you, yeah. if you want this and you show them what it takes to go get these and acquire these things, you know, they'll learn the process and they'll appreciate it more. Yeah. You know? And then, well, that's and, we have to teach our children, right? That's right. We have to teach our children. Yeah. Learn to appreciate what you got. What you got. Yeah, I agree. My daughter wanted a laptop and she was like, you're going to buy me a laptop. I said, <laughs> no, you're going to buy your own laptop. And my husband right. came up with the idea. If you get if you get all A's, all mm -hmm. A's, not an A minus, mm -hmm. you know, the rest say all if you get all A's. You'll get so much money. So it was like she was earning, you know, right. she That's got right. a laptop. She got a, 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 she wanted a switch. I don't know what the heck a switch is. It's a little thing. I don't know. <laughs> but she bought it all herself. Mm -hmm. Delivered here. For, I was like, what's that? Oh, I got my switch in the mail because she worked for it. You know, That's it right. wasn't just handed to her, you know, sometime I'll buy her stuff. And my husband go, it ain't Christmas yet. <laughs> so I think maybe I better put that away. For Christmas. Right. Yeah, you know, and, but it's true. Right, you know, and she learning the value of earning things, and then you also you're learning the value of life, doing something as a family, you know, and, and once they learn, like, man, this is better than having all of this stuff, I have a, a, a better value, yeah. you know, I can value just the being with my parents and my family, right. um, family time, you know, things like that, and you show them how precious that is, you yeah. know, um, you know, you got to divert their thinking, off stuff and diverted on the, the real things that life that, that matter. You're right. Yeah. Family matters too. Yes. I remember speaking with this girl and her mom told her we have game night. So the mother asked her if she wanted to come over for game night. The daughter said, I don't really like games. You know, I don't really like games. And I thought to myself, mm. it's not really about the game. No, it's not about the game. It's, it's about not. spending time with your family. That's right. <laughs> That's it's right. not about the game at all. Yeah, the game is fun and you laugh, um, but it's not about it's not about that. But oh. it's it was sad to me. I don't know if the mother realized it, but it was sad to me that she didn't know that. And because ooh, it, it just came to me because once you have ever once you ever created a memory. And you could talk about it and know and associate that feeling of a good memory. That wow, yeah. we did this last Christmas and it was so funny so and we had a good time. You created yeah. a memory. So, man, once you create memories, man, yeah. that's more precious than anything. Anything. Because you'll anything. have them until the day you die. Yeah. 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 I know black funerals, they're not about crying at all. Like, you might get some crying, but it's mostly right. about reminiscing. You know, right. oh, I remember she fell off the couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because you got memories. Yeah. And, and those memories, man, people are like, oh, Priceless. man, I don't, I don't care about it. I got, this is all about memories. Let me. Yeah. 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 Priceless. Yeah. <laughs> I have one last question for you. What is the kingdom principle all about? Okay. Kingdom principles and kingdom dynamics. Okay. So. A lot of people learn Christianity and Christian, and, and, you know, whatever they want to say, Christianity, but they don't learn kingdom. So they learn okay. church, all the dudes want to say hallelujah, want to say all, amen, but they don't learn kingdom. 
or kingdom dynamics. Okay, so kingdom dynamics, one of the uh, uh, biggest things about kingdom dynamic is sowing seed. So one of the principles of a, of a kingdom dynamic is where whatever you sow, you reap. Oh, definitely. So that's a that's a kingdom dynamic. That's that's biblical. So God has given us that when we was translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So we have these kingdom principles where you could do on purpose. So like if I have a need, I sow a seed. So okay. if I have a need, I start helping people. Once I start helping people, I know I'm going to start receiving help. It's a it's a kingdom principle. It's a kingdom dynamic. Another kingdom principle is words. See, you begin to declare and decree things that they'll come to pass because words are powerful. Very That's powerful. Kingdom principle and kingdom dynamic. We it's a word dominated planet we live on. So the things you speak, you have, you have what you say. Right. So the, so I teach people how to be kingdom minded, understanding the kingdom principles. And the kingdom principle is like a law. It has a predicted consequence of an act. So that means like the law of gravity. You know, it, it works every time. When you sow a seed, it works every time. When you give, it shall be given unto you. Good measures, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Men will give back into your bosom. It's a principle. Right. Okay. It works every time. The every words time. of your mouth, are. that's a principle. It's it very powerful. Every time. Yeah, yeah. And I teach that. I, I teach. I don't wow. teach people church. I teach people like they call in now how to get how to manifest. Manifest came from the Bible, baby. You know all these people talking about manifest. Oh, I can manifest. I can manifest. Let me tell you something. That all came from Jesus. That came from the Word of God. Is yeah. Bible based. But you know the difference between uh, a person that just manifesting and someone doing the kingdom way is that right. Jesus is their covering. Right. Right. You know, and you're not susceptible to any kind of spirit to lead you the wrong way. Right. That's my teaching. Oh, wow. That's deep. Mm -hmm. That's deep. But kingdom principles is, is, I'm a kingdom man and I believe in kingdom principles. So yeah. it, it works. That's what got me out. I mean, that what, that what, that's what got me out. I said, God, how, how is it that I can't go back on them streets again? What I need to do? I don't want to be on that street corner again. Yeah. How can I prevent that? I asked him. He taught. He took me. He took me to the tithe. Wow! I said, "Get behind me, Satan!" <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I, I didn't want. I didn't know how God sound that much in those days. I was like, yeah. "Man, I thought that was the devil." You know, I wasn't sure. Right. But then he led me to a book, how to tithe the tithe. So okay. I started giving ten percent. I started doing that, and it's not a law thing. It's just a principle thing. Right. All I know it worked. Once I started tithing, giving ten percent, and then on top of that, becoming a giver instead of a taker. Right. I, I, I was known to give. I would bless people. So yeah. I wanted to be when they see David Burgess, he's a giver. Yeah. Yeah. So I I started giving using yeah. that principle. China, I promise you, for God, blessings start happening. Yeah. I went to the Bahamas. Yeah. People were saying you. I want to drive you around. I was in the Bahamas. The taxi man took me all around the Bahamas for free. He, he yeah. went, I had to make him receive money from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I go out there on uh, on uh, where the, the swap meets where they were selling stuff. People was giving me stuff. Yeah. I would go in the store. People was giving me favor. I mean, I'm talking about department stores like yeah. Macy Penny, Macy's. I'm yeah. like, how y'all giving me stuff? 
God was blessing you. God was blessing me. All I know, it worked. Mm -hmm. And people are saying, you know that David person, he's so blessed. Mm -hmm. and, people, and people, and it, I was so blessed. They, and this is how you know you're blessed when people start talking about you. Yeah. He's just a, he just about that money. No, I love God. Yeah. I just showed me a principle. How about and they, it? And them haters start coming out by how God. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, Girl, they do. I, yeah. I, you know, but yeah, that's, but yes, 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 it worked. That's how I never went back. I, I, I started tithing. I started becoming a giver. Mm -hmm. uh, that ain't the only way. Now, that's just an avenue. So if a person yeah. not tithing, that don't mean you're not blessed. I'm just going right. to clear that up. Right. But, 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 but the blessing of Abraham will give you so much to where you'll show gratitude to God where you can give. You know, hey, praise God. But yeah. you know, don't be bound by it. I'm not sharing this to make anybody bound. I'm just showing, sharing a principle that, that could that can elevate you. Right. It's just a principle that elevate you. I yeah. just started giving my I know what you mean. I know what you're talking about. Giving and it elevated me. Yeah. And a million dollar co big corporations do it. The Rockefellers did it. They start getting a tenth of all their wealth and they, they tapped into it. Mm -hmm. That's why the Bible says the sons of the world are wiser than the sons of light. Yeah. These mega corporations doing it. They give a tenth of their earnings to charitable organizations because yeah. they know that that's the thing that to keep the monkey off their back for lack of better right. word. They said, man, right. you want some good luck? Yeah. <laughs> Tenth of your organization. Yeah, yeah. listen, I know because every job I've ever had, I gave. Come on. Okay. When, when, when people were banging down my door trying to get me to do private duty, mm -hmm. it's not because I didn't give. Okay. Right. They know I got paid X amount of dollars to work, but they know right. I gave 20 times more. That's than right. That. Amen. So, yeah. I, whether it's tides, you know, I believe in being a servant. Right. You know, so and that's got, my tide, you know. Amen. So I, if you give, if you have a giving heart and a servant heart, it's going to come back to you. It will. I know that. It, it has. And, and, and I, I know a friend, and, and she's real big. She, she's just such a generous person. But man, this lady's so blessed. Mm -hmm. Man, she, I, that, I bought her BMW. I mean, people buy her stuff. I mean, she ride around in rovers and big old houses. Like, but she's this little nice person to give you the shirt off her back. And it, that's why she's blessed. It's right. a principle. Right. Some people doing stuff and they don't even know what they're doing. But yeah. that's it. If you become a generous soul, God said, I'll make you fat. Yeah. Yeah. Good it's fat. True. Not mm -hmm. the bad fat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. I I agree with you. I've I seen that. And, and I don't care what it is. Like I said, I'll call people today who used to be a massage, who used to be my patient four years ago. And I'll say to them, how you doing? They'll say, oh. I can't go to the bathroom. Okay, this is what you do. Because That's you still, right. as long as you are a servant, mm -hmm. you're honoring God. Amen. That's right. Yeah, whether I get a blessing or not, that, that to right. me, that's irrelevant. That's right. you look they, at it they like, come. It's going to come back to you. You don't even have to look at Like me, I have to think sometime before I teach something or do something because I think everything is first nature to me now. Right. I, it's just part of who I am. Yeah. Same here. So and and it just rolls into my life. So I have to like God to say, "Oh, David, this was it right here." I'm like, "Oh, okay." 
because he had to bring it to my back to my remembrance so I could teach others so they could understand. But right. I can say, you just be a servant. That's what it, what it all boils down to. Yeah. Help when you can help. Bless when you can bless. Yeah. Serve when you can serve. Yeah. And watch God move in your life. And that's what happened to me. I became a giver, not a taker. And God blessed my life. And that's the difference. When we wake up one day and we think about other people other than ourselves. Yes. We know we have arrived. Right. Yes. Yes. Girl said you just said it, the nail on the head right there. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. You said it right there. Well, David, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Man, you taught me so much. I, I'm like a better person now. <laughs> listen, like, listen you taught me some things as well. And I don't want to be, uh, you know, be a miss here. I, I got no. a book called Firm Foundation. Check it out, Amazon.com. Go there. I, I taught some of the principles I was talking about. It's in this book. David A. Burgess, Amazon.com. The book uh, is called Firm, Firm Foundations. Foundations. Yes, go in there and get Firm Foundation. It's going to teach you some things. Go now. It's on sale. And uh, it's going to teach you some things. It's talking about some really good stuff. And, uh, and it's been a pleasure be here with you, Miss China. Uh, How can people I, find you if they want to find you and ask you some questions or buy your book, whatever? How can people find you? If you could contact me, I, I, I'm a talk. I'm a people person. My cell phone number is area code 813-361-4652. You can call me directly. You can email me at dburgessco at yahoo.com. Or you can go to my uh, website, www. Uh, lwlcc.org and contact me through my website and um, yeah looking forward to hearing from you God bless you David thank you so much God bless you too thanks for having me wow that was a great show I hope you guys enjoyed that well this is the wow show and I'm your host China Myers thank you for being here and I want to say thank you I was lost and you found me I was dead inside and you breathed into me And you brought these bones alive I want to say thank you Thank you for saving me Thank you for loving me unconditionally Stood with open arms